1: This is Kimmy Culp. I am the host of the All The Wiser podcast, and I am currently the host, co hosts of A Little Wiser uh, with my producer, Erica. Hey, Erica. Hey, how you doing? I am doing well. Today, we are going to talk about last week's episode, which is with Obi and Defo. And Obi is an actor here in LA, successful actor on shows that you know most people have heard of, Star Trek, hope you've heard of it, um, Dawson Creek back in the day and he's also a really accomplished yoga instructor less than a year ago and currently we're in a global pandemic he was loading his groceries into the back of his car and was hit 45 miles an hour by a drunk driver Um, the impact took one of his legs um, at the time of impact and his second leg was amputated you know within an hour he is go back and listen to it there's a moment where my jaw literally dropped because of how honest he was. At the top, we kind of do this pleasant, oh, how are you? And he says, I'm great. And then, you know, the end of the interview, we basically circle back and he says, I'm actually broken.
2: I'm a mess, I think is what he
1: said. I'm a mess. mess. I am a mess. And if anyone was standing in my body yesterday, they would say, basically, let me out. I can't handle this pain, emotional pain. Um, But at the same time, he's uplifting, he's super smart and interesting, he's positive, he's forgiving, really just gives a full breadth of who this guy is. And today we're going to follow up with our format of diving deeper into some of the aspects and through lines of these episodes, which are so fascinating. We talked a fair amount with Obi about his process of recovery His craft is his physical body, acting. You need your body, your physicality. Yoga instructor, obviously it is about his physical strength and mobility. So a huge part of Obi's path forward is prosthetics that allow him to be not only mobile, but fluid to thrive, to get back to to that strength he, he had. And we've come a long way. I mean, if you think about literally wooden peg legs and how painful that must have been, you know, the pressure of that and into and, and the limbs you had intact every time you stepped um, to these like beautiful, you saw them with Amy Purdy if you follow us on Instagram, these lightweight running blades, high performance where people are you know competing in the Paralympics. So yeah, I want to dive in. and I really found this research fascinating. Um, And Erica, I know you did too. So when you started looking at what's out there and how far we've come and the reality of prosthetics, what did you find most interesting?
2: Well, you know, I actually haven't told you this, but um, this is a little bit personal for me because um, my grandmother, who I was very, very close to, didn't have any legs, and as a child, I didn't know her any differently. Uh, she didn't have them. she They were both amputated um, before I was born. So this was in um, the 80s. And I have very vivid memories of her taking off her legs at night, prosthetic legs, that is. And then in the morning, she would put on her legs and she would get dressed and go to work. And she would take her scooter to work and no one would ever know. That underneath those legs, um, you know, were were two amputated limbs. So it, it was just, it really brought me back to that time. So I saw in our research that plastics and polycarbonates really only came to be in the, it started around the 70s, the 70s through the 90s was when those were introduced. And then it really wasn't until after the 2000s that prosthetic design really kind of took another great leap into these high performance, you know, lightweight running blades and responsive legs and feet for navigating different types of terrain and even motorized hand prosthetics that are controlled by sensors and and microprocessors. So, you know, it's, it's taken a while, but we've really come a long way.
1: Well, Erica, thank you for sharing that. And um, yes, I can't believe that, that I, and just now, because we have covered, um, you know, several amputees, and I love that you're, you know, growing up, that was all you knew, and that you saw her, you know, going into the world each day. How did she lose her legs? I'm curious.
2: She had diabetes. Okay. And so, yes, she she lost one first, and then a few years
1: later, she lost the other. So, yeah, this this is personal to you, which makes this conversation all the richer when you come to it from personal experience and perspective. But what... To your point, I want to follow up um, about where we are in the curve of innovation when it comes to prosthetics. And there is some research, or I should say work, life-changing work at the University of Utah that's happening. And they actually call it the Luke Arm, which I found ironic because (laughs) they've named it after Luke Skywalker and our interview is with Obi. (laughs)
2: Oh yeah, I didn't even put that together. So wow. we've got we've got And he was on Star Trek, but not Star Wars. Yes, which
1: I messed up several times. So we have Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker in this episode for all you Star Wars fans. So um it's a prosthetic hand that moves with your thoughts. So you think how organic that is. Oh, I want to pick up the trash. I want to hug my spouse. I want to crack the egg. And it basically how it works, which is totally fascinating, is you know the connection between the brain activity, you know, the thought and the action. Um, so it's mimicking, um, sending those sensors to the brain, and so insanely cool and really on just this the the cusp of birthing into the world to change people's lives, and then the other thing. Is that so? That is the thought, right? The thought connection, the brain and the body. But it can also sense touch. And the example they gave in this video I watched is a man putting on his wedding ring. And the thing you take for granted, well, certainly human touch to touch someone or the sensation of putting your wedding ring on and what that means. And how that works is there's sensors in the hands that feel that feed the impulses up to the nerve. um, So it, it's like almost too much for me to wrap my head around. But yeah, that's a tricky one. It's totally tricky. But the fact that you can ha- gain all of all of those senses that you've lost back, that the loss then, you know, becomes the gain of, of and that something that before was painful is now life changing, maybe liberating, you know. So I I think it's an exciting time. It's also important to note that these high-quality, innovative, cutting-edge prosthetics are incredibly cost-prohibitive, which is why, you know, Obi's doing a GoFundMe, and um, ideally, you know, let's hope a decade, you know, forward that they're accessible to everyone. But I found that fascinating about the brain-body connection and then the ability to, like, when I hold an egg, I know... You know, if it's fragile, I'm going to drop it or I'm going to crack it. All those small things that feel mundane that are actually, um, you know, really critical.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was re- reading also that, you know, I wondered, like, how many how many amputees are there in in terms of our total. American population. And it's estimated that there are around 2 million amputees in the United States. So if you think about how important this work is, I think we can't understate the the need here and also that the cost really needs to come down because who can afford $200,000 for prosthetics?
1: Yeah. And if it's available, everyone should, should have access to it because it can change lives. Well, I hope everyone has a chance to listen to Obi's interview. He has a beautiful voice. He's an actor, and he's, again, gorgeous voice.
2: And just so poetic in the way that he speaks. Just really, uh, I could just listen to him all day.
1: And everything we just spoke to about this journey of getting prosthetics to return you to your... um, you know, your full physical mobility, who he was and his craft. He speaks about this. Erica and I are, you know, referencing the research we did as journalists, but um, he speaks to it and brings it to life in a very personal way. So, yeah, I, I, I really hope you can find the time to listen. And we are going to wrap today's – wrap is so official. Wrap it up. Like, wrap, set, camera, <laughs> stop. Okay. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying, but we are going to read some listener reviews, which is my least favorite thing. I get a little awkward, but so Erica, you go first because it makes me feel awkward.
2: Well, um, I don't know if you all know this, but I run our, our social media. And so I'm in touch with a lot of you guys on Instagram. And I love, love, love hearing from you. And so last night, I was sitting on the couch and I was just like, Having a moment. And then this lovely message popped up from one of our listeners named Jimmy. And he gave us a shout out on his Instagram after listening to our episode with Dan Brodsky Chenfield. And he just said, you know, you have no idea how much I love listening to your podcast. He discovered it a few weeks ago. And ever since he did, he's been listening to it on On his way to work in the mornings, he said these stories are powerful and very inspiring and have truly helped me in my journey. I appreciate all that you do. Well, I appreciate you, Jimmy.
1: Jimmy, I am really appreciate you. And our names rhyme and I hope I meet you one day. And (laughs) literally visualizing where people listen is always a huge deal to me. If they're like, I've been walking in the morning or I'm in my car. I'm such a visual person, as I always talk about. So... I just envision you in your car listening uh and it it means way more than you know when we know that our work is making an impact. So thank you Jimmy. Okay, so this is from I believe it's chat, Coven, and I apologize, not Covid. Chat Coven.
2: <laughs> I was like, what? Ooh, that's with, unfortunate.
1: With the with the i n. Everyone thinks my last name is Colt, Cult, C U L T. So I have sympathy oh, for chat my right gosh. now. Yes.
2: I didn't know that, but now I'm going to call you Kimmy Colt.
1: Kimmy Cults. Uh, One of my favorite podcasts, Chat says, this podcast is one of my favorites. The content is very interesting, impactful, and entertaining. Kimmy has a kind and genuine persona that results in a warm interview style. You feel like you are in the room with Kimmy and her guests. Kimmy and her guests are a blessing and brighten the world. So first, I would like to ask Chat if he would like to move in with me. I'm willing to homeschool him, <laughs> feed him. <laughs> And fold his laundry because he certainly um, has more gratitude than my current roommates and small children. So chat, oh, that is so nice. And yeah, I may need to get you on text when I'm having a bad day. Um, So we do read every review and they make a difference. So I hope maybe you're a little inspired to leave your own review and maybe we will um, be reading your name and mispronouncing it uh, in a future episode. So... As always, thank you. You guys rock. Uh, Thank you for showing up, especially during this interesting time. And we cannot wait to bring you next week's episode. Bye, everyone. Thanks again.
2: All right. Cool. Think we got it? I think I'm obsessed with calling you Kimmy Cole from now on. (laughs) That's just
1: amazing. I will virtually punch you in the face if you start doing that.
2: It's okay. People call me Erica Gerald. Just, and I just imagine some frumpy dude named Gerald every yeah. time people say it. And yeah. so there I, we go. you go. I have one back.
1: I equally um, envision a frumpy dude named Gerald when you say that.
0: <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.